ladies and gentlemen, glory be to God for the standing between the living and the dead. Glory be to God, my beloved, for a great standing between the living and the dead. 800th service. And I thank the Lord for all of you who have been on this journey with us. And I want to encourage you not to get bamboozled by the world. The whole that whole thing needs to be shifted over a little bit. The whole thing, yeah. Do not get bamboozled by the world. Jesus told you that in the last days people will be building and marrying and giving in marrying uh, marriage which means they're going to be doing what they've been doing <coughs> pardon me because you must understand that uh, most people are not looking for Jesus Christ only a few Most people are blinded by Satan regarding the gospel, regarding the truth of the word of God, and regarding the second coming of Christ. So don't you get bamboozled, don't you get tricked by getting all caught up in it like the world. Because this is a trick of the devil to get you, well, people look like they're just going on. Some of them look like they're prospering way more than I've ever prospered. And then you become envious of the wicked. And God tells you not to do that. I challenge you to read, I believe, Psalm 73 and Psalm 37 to make sure. I, if, if you're getting caught up like that, why is the world uh, not only prospering, but they look fatter. I think that's a word that David used. That means they're just popping, 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 popping. Every time you look up, they popping and they looking great and they're... Uh, in St. Bart's, they're down in the Cayman Islands, they're down in Mexico, all that's, all that stuff is rigged, they make money off of all of that. So don't get caught up, don't be fooled, don't be bamboozled, and don't run amok. Uh, you need to stay in prayer, and uh, stay in the Word. And meditate on the word. And if you pray, God will remind you not only of his word. You must understand his word includes stories. Uh, 
His word includes examples. His word includes uh, precepts, commandments, laws, principles, philosophies, ideas, and uh, things that are very, very deep. Uh, and, uh, and and he can give it to you if, you if you are a praying man and if you are a praying woman. He can give it to you any which way. While you're sitting in the car and you just got through praying, God will give you a thought about John the Baptist. And an idea. Okay? So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. The battle is on and the battle is raging every day. And uh, to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, family, memorial, and evangelistic service. You know the part of the service that the devil hates the most, this, this multifaceted service? He hates the prayer part and he hates the evangelism part, those parts very, very, very much. He doesn't like any of it. He wants it all to stop. <clears throat> So, my beloved, it is so good to be with you here again, and tonight is service 801, 801, started a few weeks after the coronavirus set in, God told me to do it, and by the grace of God, I have been doing it. I would have never thought of this in a million years. Humanly speaking, humanly speaking, I didn't tell the Lord anything because I'm not white. It is my white brethren who think they're so big and bad and uh, important and bold where they tell God things. I don't tell God anything. I ask for mercy and love and grace upon my wretched soul. I don't, I've never been angry with God about nothing. God should be angry with me, but I'm not angry with God about nothing. I'm, I'm just as, I'm snug as a bug. Just as happy as I can be to be saved by the grace of God. So I don't, I don't ask questions of God. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to ask any questions about nothing. I know that's bad English, but I want you to know. Uh, I got some white theologians and some white evangelicals who think they can ask God something and question God about things. Uh, now, if I were to ask God a question, it would be, why is it that we, the men of this day and time, 
could not have multiple wives and concubines. I'm not asking him that. I'm, I'm just saying that to you if I were to ask him a question. <laughs> I don't be asking God any questions, man. I just do. I, I try to do what he tells me to do. Someone said a long time ago, uh, we, you shouldn't have a problem with the Word of God. We don't have a problem with understanding the Word of God. We have a problem doing the Word of God. We need more doing like Home Depot. I told you I like that jingle. We need more doing. God is Listen to me. Listen to me well. God is very interested. Not only in your confessing your sins and talking. Talking of the lips. <coughs> as the Bible talks about. Let me help you. God is, inter- God is interested very much so in your doing now. That's, that's why things are not changing. And that's why things are getting worse. Let me say again uh, tonight. Uh, I thank God for my team. My team children. And uh, I thank God for the years we spent together. And let me tell you husbands and you fathers, you wives and you mothers something. Don't mess up those years. I have a, uh, a team member or two a little bit mad at me. That comes with the territory. Uh, but you do what God leads you to do in teaching your children and telling your children. Even when they are adults, they don't have to do it, but they need to hear it. But don't mess up those glorious years between 0 and 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, however long they're with you. Don't blow it. Okay? And you don't have any reason to blow it now because uh, along with God killing the prosperity gospel, God has killed the American way. (laughs) Look at you. You're mad at me, aren't you? Because God killed the American way. The American way is dead. Because Christians fell in love with the American way more than God's way. You hear me? This, this is a problem, okay? Do you hear me? This is a problem. And so God is shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Because you must understand, America does not have a way if God, Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no way without God. And see, God is the one and Jesus is the one. And biblical principles that God wrote is what paved the way to the American way. And oh, we lived it up high. Oh yeah, people created things like you want to buy a house, so-called, quote-unquote, buy a house and property and set your house on the hill in America you can do it you go to the bank 
and you borrow thousands, umpteen hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you pay the builder to build a house on the property, and then you pay with your life until you die. Unless you're rich. 30-year mortgage, that does not register in my mind. I don't care nothing about that. Now they've created things where you can actually get the cash from the bank and pay for the house cash to get that house quicker and better. You still got to pay the bank though. So who owns? This is the American way that has bamboozled your minds, people. It's a trick. It's a play on words. So who owns the house? Huh? Talk to me. Do, you own it? No, the American way says you own it. You, but you don't own anything. Thousands of other people own that house. And, and if you don't believe it, default on that $3,000 payment. $3,500 payment. $5,000 payment. All of that. And then don't pay those taxes. We'll see who, own the house, who owns the house. It won't be you. <laughs> And you'll be hearing pretty quickly. Okay, that's the American way. And God allowed it. Because in the beginning this country was built on faith in God. But somebody from France, I believe, came over one time and said, uh, he saw all of the church steeples and everything. And he wisely said, almost like a prophet, if the American people cease to be good, basically America will cease to be good. And that is so true. And it's happening in front of your face today. You know who's the leading? You know the devil is, the devil is behind it. You know who's the leading... A uh, person to replace President Biden on the Democratic ticket? Not Kamala Harris. She's not even. She's not even anywhere near the top. Booty judge. The devil is a lie. Even my wife is laughing at that. And she doesn't laugh at anything. Booty judge. You know, can you imagine? You know, can you imagine that for America? But they are set. They are hell-bent to do that. Booty Jez and his so-called husband, Chad. Uh, where are you? Pastors? Churches? I told you so. That's what they're aim aiming for. And you mock my words. God is destroying this nation piece by piece. I saw something yesterday. I've never seen it before. They, they said it happened before. It happened before. I've never seen this before in my life. I said after 61 years, I've never seen this before. Now, I've seen fires out in California, New Mexico, and other places like that, and houses burn up. But a man cutting the grass causing a spark to, when he hit something like a rock or something like that. And then the grass, nothing but grass, catch on fire 
and runs hell running towards the people's houses in Texas. Have you seen this? I've never seen anything like that. Uh, come on now. Come on, man. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Something is wrong somewhere. And not just with those people. Don't, don't focus on those people. Focus on yourself. And the whole country. And guess who's leading the world? We're leading in deaths with the coronavirus. America. America that created the light bulb. America that taught the world to fly. America who owns most of the technology ideas of, of the world. And we're leading in deaths and sicknesses in the world with the coronavirus. And we're the ones who created the, the vaccine. Yet we, we have more people dead than any other country. More people sick than any other country. And now who guess who leads the world? It didn't start here. It started in Europe. With the white homosexuals. Don't get mad at me. That's who they were. I mean, that's who. That's where it started. But guess who leads the world now in cases of monkey pox? That sounds nasty. Who? America. Let me tell you something. And then this heat, people. When you got heat that will a spark from a lawnmower. Will set the grass on fire. No trees. I, I didn't say trees. I didn't say anything about trees, man. I didn't say anything about bushes. Just grass, man. Caught on fire. And ran like they're running out of hell. To burn down the people's houses. And even this morning when I woke up and checked out the news. The fire was still burning. The newsman had to tell us, hey, I don't know if they... Fire department knows about this or not, but there's a fire burning right on over here. Also, I, I haven't seen it since this morning. I don't know what has happened since this morning. These people are put out of their houses. All of their belongings are gone. Their personal items, their pictures, their certificates. Uh, had, they, they had to run out, out of their houses and, and, and left everything. It was just so shocking. And so unbelievable. Thank God for the Red Cross. My soul. But these people would be in a mess. Thank God for the Red Cross. And thank God for the real cross. And they need to run to Jesus. Now, i got to tell you what. And, and you know, some of these folks, they stayed uh, at a community center last night. <sighs> people in the church need to repent need to pray, confess their sins, and repent. We in the church need to truly humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways and start walking circumspectly. Okay, because some of y'all think y'all so bad, you got enough money here and there, and you're doing your little thing and your little dirt to keep the money coming in. Let me tell you something, friend of mine. Family member as well. 
foes as well. I, I, I think I met up with a foe today. I was walking someplace and the, and, and the Joker was following me around the store. This happened last week as well. I told you about it. Uh, looking all angry and looking uh, like he's ready to kill somebody and all of that. But be that as it may, I, in the words of Sister Weston when she sung, I'm still here. I'm still here right now. I'm still here. And I'm ready to fly away as well. And, uh, but as long as I'm here, I'm going to continue to preach the gospel and preach the word. And, uh, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you understand we're living in perilous times and you need to get your heart right with God, every last one of you. Family members, friends, and foes. I've told my wife over 34 years, you need to get your heart right with God. Little putting out little fires here and and apologizing for this here and 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 trying to correct this here is not going to get it. It's not going to get it for anybody. You need a wholesale salvation as your foundation through Jesus Christ. You need to lay aside your pride and your religiosity. And you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and have a relationship with him because you people need to understand that Jesus, once you trust Jesus as Savior and you get filled with his Holy Spirit, then he will give you the ability with prayer to practice self-control. Change your behavior if it has not beneficial to you. Let me tell you something. And I've had to tell my wife this. There are some people so demon-possessed, demon-controlled in my family, including her, and other uh, people in the church, across this country, and around the globe. Here's, what the devil, here's how you know the devil is controlling your life. When you won't even do what's good for yourself. You understand me? There's a demon involved with that. Because a demon is designed to hurt you. When you have a disposition and an attitude and spirit where you never appreciate what people do good for you, yet you are so selfish, you get mad and angry if people don't do anything for you, and then you intentionally do things to hurt yourself, like don't eat, the doctor tells you to drink some protein shakes, you don't do that. Your husband tells you you need to uh, uh, drink more water. You don't do that. Your husband tells you to, you need to bathe more because this is a bacteria problem. You, you don't do that. Don't want to do it and get mad when he tells you to do it. See, that's a demonic spirit. The person is not a demon, but that is a demonic spirit. When you won't do good things for yourself. And you got an attitude when other people try to do good things for you. Let me, let me explain this to you. And some, of you. some of you have people in your family like this. I have a couple in my family like this. 
You buy them the most glorious vitamins. You buy them uh, teas and everything that they need to be healthy and to look healthy. Now listen to me very carefully. This has happened in my family for years. My wife is the main culprit. I have a daughter who did the same thing. Her name is Danae. I, I told all of my children down through the years, a good multivitamin will help you to handle stress better, will help you to have better skin, will help you to sleep better, and all of that. I know this to be a fact. Along with your food. And, and when you don't eat that well, for whatever reason, then that, that helps. Um, then for the females in my family, I told them all, because I got into health foods after I got saved. There are teas for you because my wife had a terrible time with her period. Terrible time. And there are many women who have a terrible time with their periods. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. I'm trying to help you so that you can be a better wife and you can be a better sibling to your siblings and so forth. But here's what my wife did for years, and I don't know what she was looking for. And when, when something that happened that I think she could have said she was looking for it, she did not even go with that. Uh, but what she has done for years, she's got this demonic thing going on in her life where she wants, <clears throat> she wants to look pitiful. She wants to look sick, sickly. So she chooses intentionally not to eat, not to drink her shakes, not to drink water, not to drink her teas. That helped her with her period and all of that. My daughter Danae adopted the same spirit. That's a demonic spirit when you don't want to do that which helps you. So it's, a, it's a proud, stubborn, rebellious spirit, yes. But it's a demonic spirit. It's a demon somewhere. So when her mother-in-law, her mother rather, and her aunt come, and they have not seen her on a surprise visit, and my wife looks sickly. She looks sickly because she did not do what God told her to do, what doctors have told her to do in the past, and what I have told her to do. And my word is more important than the doctors, because everything I've told her uh, the doctors would tell her the same thing, or they would be late in saying it. <clears throat> Danae, my daughter Danae, refused to take the vitamins. She would even take the vitamins and hide them. She, I, I, one day I, I looked through something, and she had a bunch of vitamins and aspirin and this, that, and the other that she was supposed to take earlier on okay 
Oh, you say, well, I thought your family was perfect, Brother White. No, no, my family is not perfect. There's some demon activity going on in my family and in your family. And when preachers are transparent like this, they help other people. <clears throat> and you need to look into things yourself. Husband, father, don't just leave, no, 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 don't just depend on your wife. Your wife might be trying to get buddy-buddy with your oldest few daughters in their young teens and because she wants them to cover up things for her and her lives and, and, and she, uh, they, she, she's going to try to cover up for them, that kind of thing. And you have to stop that. You have to nip that in the bud. Nip that in the bud. Don't, don't, don't let that happen. Father. Okay? Now, uh, how many of you have people in your family like that? They, they won't do the things that God has told them to do. The doctor has told them to do. That you have told them to do. And then when you get a surprise visit from the mother who has never done anything for her or for the children uh, since she's been married over 34 years. Oh, she looks so sickly. Oh, you're, what, you're, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you not to, to, taking her to the doctor? I don't know what the problem is. And the problem is your daughter. That's the problem. And all my children know it. They have seen it themselves. But, they, but these evil family members are trying to persuade them to be so all, all of a sudden concerned about something they already know that she's the one not doing what she's supposed to do. See, now, what I'm doing is I'm pulling back the cover off of families, not just our family, your family. That is not always the husband's fault. The husband had told her what to do, and she has not done it for years, and now there's a health problem. I know of a preacher, great preacher, I believe both of them are dead now. They really suffered in their latter years. Both of them. And his name is Charlie Johnson. I'll tell you his name. Had a beautiful wife named Bobby. And man, I mean, just they just had it going on. It was just an A1 couple. Tall, and both, both of them tall, beautiful, had beautiful, had two beautiful children. Beautiful house. Beautiful car, they had it all. And he, you know, he had that charismatic type uh, abilities and talents. He told his wife for years, stop smoking. You know who took her out? Smoking. Oh, she hid it from the, uh, the brethren and the sistren. Oh, she did a good job too because she always looked good. She always looked good, always. They're older than me, so I can say that. And, and, and made her clothes and threw something together and threw it across the shoulder and <laughs> like she was on a runway. Beautiful. But behind the scenes, she had a habit of smoking. Charlie Johnson told her, you don't need to be doing that. And it's not about me. It's not about the church. It's not about the image and all that. No, it's about you doing the right thing for yourself. For those of you who 
drink wine with your meal like I do. I believe, I've always believed this. I've said this in the past, but now it's in the newspapers. Some of you young people, you young preachers, young men, you don't need to be drinking. Nothing. No alcohol. You can do it. But you should not, you don't need it right now. I believe that men who are above 50, this would be a good thing to take the advice of Paul and take a little wine for your stomach's sake. And when you're talking about stomach, you're talking about all the problems that come from this area. Uh, the diabetes and all that. Wine. A, a, when I say wine, I'm not talking to the sugary look at little Moon's Farm, Mad Dog 2020. Man, you know I'm not talking about. I'm talking about some real wine, man. That's going to cost you about 10 to $12 on the low end. Red wine. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about white wine. I'm not talking about sweet wine. That, that'll kill you. Red wine, they don't even taste good. It's medicine to your body, son. Especially if you eat meat. If you eat meat of any kind, it'd be a good thing to do that. If you're 50 and over, probably could start at 45. Uh, but you young people, you don't need that. You don't need to do that. Because some of you don't, don't know how to handle that. And if you don't know how to handle it and you're trying to go for a drunk, uh, then you don't need to do that anyway. If you got Uncle Ed uh, and Uncle Jed in the Hatfield, you know, because you come from the Hatfield and McCoys and y'all made Boone Farm and y'all addicted, then, pardon me, you don't need to mess with it. And uh, and some, and I'm talking to my white brethren. Some of you white brethren, see, that's one of that's one, and I thank God for you. I thank God for some of my white Southern Baptist brethren who say, nope, teetotaler for me, because I know how, uh, I, 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 come from the, I come from the sticks and we can get crazy. I thank God for you. If you know you, you, uh, you can't handle it, you can't handle one glass, you just can't take one glass, don't do it. That's all you need. Occasionally, in moderation, because wine is largely a celebration tool, if you will, but there are some benefits from it in moderation. And so if you have family members who are drinking and trying to drink away the plague and the plague, uh, coronavirus tolerator and all of that right there, uh, that's not going to get it. You're going to destroy yourself. And I'm talking to young people who are trying to deal with depression. Uh, today, in the newspaper, three out of four young people are fearful, worried, scared. And then they don't have anybody to tell anybody anything because they're all on social media. Telling stuff and saying things they should not say. Messing up their real relationships. Don't be, listen to me very carefully, don't be foolish and mess up your real relationships trying to impress some devilish people in the family and outside of the family who don't care anything about you. They just want to use you to try to hinder the gospel and the word. Don't be foolish and don't be stupid.
because one day you're going to need that real relationship. You understand who loves you because of you. And you won't have them. And so my beloved with that. Unintentional monologue. That said a whole lot in a short amount of time. My beloved. This is Daniel White. The third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode, if you will, number 606, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Don't get caught up with the world. Stick with the word and come out on top. Going up. Today, my beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 15, verses 17 through 24. Shall we pray tonight together? Never pass up a time to pray. If somebody around you bows their head to pray, you pray. And I say to my family here and all around the world, what I've told what I told you when you were being raised by me and me alone, pray without ceasing. I led you in thousands of prayers, and now you're in disarray. Now you might be bitter, you might be angry, uh, you're frustrated, you're hurt because you did not obey God, and you refused to pray. And I want to encourage you to go back to your prayer closet and regain yourself from the devil and from evil people and recommit your life to God. I say that to family, friends, and foes. Get back to prayer. Stop playing and start praying. If there ever was a time to do what Leonard Ravenhill said, stop playing, stop straying, and start praying. That time is now. So right now, let's pray. And then after this service is over, you pray again before you go to bed. You don't need tranquilizers. You don't need some insomnia tea. You don't need uh, relaxium. You don't need that, man. You need to pray to God. And do what God tells you to do. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Thank you so much for leading me to pray throughout this day. And what a glorious and productive day it has been. Thank you so much for uh, my three youngest children 
helping with a very special, unique, and difficult um, project today. Difficult because we had to do it in a new way. And I thank you, Lord, that after prayer this morning, you gave me the idea to do it that way, and that was accomplished by your power and your might and with the help of my youngest three children. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And Holy Father God, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help my wife to pray, help all of the people under the sound of my voice to pray. Lord, as your holy word says, you gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for traveling mercies throughout this day once again. And I thank you for millions of miles traveled throughout these past 43 years. And Lord, thank you for being with my family and me, Lord, on many dangerous highways and byways. How we're still standing here alive today is a miracle that belongs only to you. And uh, my uh, mind is boggled by it, how we're still here. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Holy Father God, I even, as you know, Lord, as the thought came into my mind while I was praying, I'm very thankful for trouble. Lord, I'm very thankful for tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. I thank you, Lord, for letting me know that I'm doing your will. Uh, and uh, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. I am thankful tonight, and I praise you, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, uh, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I praise you and thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings. I thank you for Jesus Christ sitting at your right hand, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for your love, mercy, and grace. And for those of us, Lord, who are born again by your grace and saved, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults tonight in this devotional time. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures, as we, from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Lord, help my wife, Marika White, uh, who is with me tonight, not to go to sleep, uh, Lord, uh, but to pray. 
uh, to watch and pray. Uh, Lord, I would ask her, as you asked the disciples, could you not pray with me one hour? But Holy Father God, I do pray that you would energize both of us and uh, strengthen our bodies that we may march on. And I do pray for her salvation most of all. I pray that you would uh, open her eyes, her blinded eyes, and unstop her deaf ears. Help her to lay aside her Jamaican pharistic pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness. She and I were with a Jamaican lady uh, a few days back, and she confirmed uh, that uh, we Jamaican women are very independent. She confirmed that we want to do things our way. And uh, we thank you for her honesty, and uh, she did it with joy and a chuckle. Uh, and uh, I pray for her. I pray for her family. Thank you, Lord, for her. And uh, and telling the truth, because it's, it's well known, but nobody likes to talk about it. And it, and it has caused many, many generations of problems. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, tonight, save not only her and other, but save other religious people in the church who are lost. Save other irreligious people who have never even come to the church. I know you can do it because you saved me out of religion, steeped in religion, and lost and on my way to hell and did not even know it. God, thank you for your mercy. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world. Lord, all I can do as one man is pray and preach your holy gospel. Lord, I, I can't do much more. And uh, I pray that you would do all that you uh, want to do. Let your will be done. And Lord, I do pray that for those of us who are saved tonight, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For those of us who do have food, Lord, we thank you for that food. Bless it for the nourishment of our bodies. And Lord, if there ever was a day and time, all of us, for the most part, uh, we should be praying, Lord, bless us with our daily bread. For Lord, there are many, many people who are hurting tonight. Uh, some people can't even renew their food stamps, those who need that. And... Uh, I thank you, Lord, that you gave me a mind a long time ago uh, to leave the food stamps for those who really need it. I am your child, and I depend upon you. My faith looks up to you, and it's wrong. It's not anything wrong if other people 
may be Christians and who need that help. If they really need it, help them to need it. Or help them to get it. And uh, Holy Father God, and but on the food thing, uh, Lord, uh, you told me a long time ago that you don't need that. I'll take care of you if you do what I tell you to do. And you provided for a family of nine by faith every day uh, for umpteen years. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And now, Lord, I do pray that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, and Sanballat and Tobias out of my wife's life, Marika White. And Lord, permanently and forever cast out the demons of hell that have a lodging place in her life. And cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of uh, the lives of people in my family and in the lives of people in our community, in our uh, country, and in the world, and in the church. And give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, Lord, tonight and forever, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, Lord, from our family and from your people tonight and other families that name the name of Christ. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that uh, you would grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Holy Father God, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways, all of them, and to repent of our sins and get back to you our first love. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, we also pray, Lord, tonight, thank you for blessing us in the way that you have down through the years, but at the same time, Help us to understand that trouble is coming and uh, we cannot have a run like we have had. Uh, that same daughter of mine, Danae, uh, who was not one of the best children out of the bunch, even she understood, for she told me that we had a great run, a great run. And I thank you for that. You gave us a great run as a family, especially uh, me and my children, or my children and me. And what a blessing they have been. And what a blessing they still are. And I pray that they will go get over their rough patches in dealing with the, some of their demon-filled family members and uh, not follow their leadership. I have raised them well by your grace. I commit them into your hands. Let your will be done. And help them to understand however something I have taught them for years. 
that evil communications corrupt good manners. And so, Lord, lead God and direct each and every one of them to carry on the ministry, to carry on the work. And my heart is blessed that some of them have that kind of heart, mind, and spirit. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight not only for my children, but for the children of Christians everywhere who name the name of Christ. And now, Lord, tonight as we uh, prepare for bed, Lord, uh, I do pray that you will lift all of our burdens if we're willing to confess our sins and repent of our sins. Lord, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Fill us with your peace, the pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable. And Holy Father God, give the editors of, uh, give myself and the editors of, uh, other editors of BCN1, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in putting up uh, the right things. And Lord, I pray also for those of us who are saved and born again, uh, deliver us from our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Deliver us tonight from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. For Lord, we are being attacked on every hand. Thank you, Lord, for the Josephs of Arithmetia. Thank you, Lord, for the Nicodemuses in the Christian church, even to this day who have means and who have power to uh, take care of things that can be taken care of with those means. And I thank you for what they have done. And Lord, I pray that you would increase their tribe so it won't just be on one or two or three people or four people or five people or six people with major, major support. Uh, as we are facing heavy uh, winds and attacks. Lord, thank you so much for what you have done. We pray that you would continue to protect us, bless us, and use us in your kingdom as time goes on. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would bless and uh, protect all people from a housing crisis, a mass housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, and utilities crisis, which you have done thus far. For you have remembered mercy in the midst of rebuke and chastisement uh, and punishment, which we deserve. In fact, Lord, we all deserve to go straight to hell, as you know. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight Thank you for, again, your preachers, your saved and God-called preachers. We may have uh, different 
perspectives and different denominations and come from a different background. But Lord, when it comes down to the fear of the Lord and to because of that proper fear and respect of you, uh, and it comes down to being therefore obedient to you, we, we understand that theology very well. Dr. T.D. Jakes understands it. Dr. Tony Evans understands it. Looks like even Creflo Dollar understands it. Even Benny Hinn understands it. And people can hate them all they want to. But uh, uh, just because people don't don't come with us and not uh, and are not with us does not mean they don't belong to you. Uh, and I, I thank you, Lord, for teaching me that a long time ago. The same lesson you taught T.D. Jakes. I bet you I won't do that again. There's some things that, uh, uh, Lord, you want us to confess this sin and repent of and never do again. And uh, thank you, Lord, for raising up your people uh, to stay on the firing line and to hold the fort. And we pray that uh, you would increase that tribe as well. Thank you, Lord, for the developments that you have wrought and you have, you have, you have caused to come to pass. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Thank you for hearing and answering prayer. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would bless the reading of your holy word, grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit as well as everybody else to read your holy word, to understand it, and to obey it, and to live by it, and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake. Amen. And, uh, Lord, thank you for what you have done. Receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. And lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, I wish I could sing. If I could sing, I would sing. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burden down. I feel better, so much better, since I laid my burden down, burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. All right, Dr. Andrew Hamilton, I don't need to hear from you. I know it didn't sound good to you all. But it sounded very fine to me.
Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, which is all true. Proverbs 15, 17 through 24. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. The way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom. But a man of understanding walketh uprightly. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, We praise you and we thank you for your holy word and this day. And Lord, I pray that your holy word would find a lodging place in our hearts. I thank you for answering that prayer as you brought up your word after I, while I was praying with you or to you today. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to meditate on your holy word. Help us to obey your holy word. Help us to live by your holy word. And help us to teach it in a discipleship way, to preach the whole counsel of God for those of us who have been called by you to do it. And Lord, help us to proclaim your holy gospel so that others may come to know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers, and sisters in Christ Jesus.
family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. My beloved, this is the podcast and this is episode number 596. We're coming up on another milestone in another podcast. I hope you will be with us in a few days for number 600. Charles Haddon Spurgeon chose for our devotional today. As always, a very powerful passage found at John 13.5. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So, uh, my wife who was with me tonight, remember that when you wash my feet tonight and you massage my legs and my feet you're being humble and you're serving your husband as Jesus Christ humbled himself to watch to wash their feet the disciples feet uh, and to dry them with a towel so you're doing good work when you do that. The Lord Jesus loves his people so much that every day he is still doing for them much that is analogous to washing their soiled feet. Their poorest actions he accepts. Their deepest sorrow he feels And do you believe that, by the way? You Christian people, people who claim to be Christians, that God really, see, nobody cares for you like God and Jesus. When they have, when they feel your sorrow and feel your pain, it's for real. So don't forget that. Their slenderest wish he hears And there, every transgression he forgives. He is still their servant, as well as their friend and master. He not only performs majestic deeds for them, as wearing the mitre on his brow, 
and the precious jewels glittering on his breastplate and standing up to plead for them. But humbly, patiently, he yet goes about among his people with the basin and the towel. He does this when he puts away from us day by day our constant infirmities and our sins. When you bowed the knee, you mournfully confessed that much of your conduct was not worthy of your profession of faith in Christ. And even today, you must mourn afresh that you have fallen again into the self-same folly and sin and foolishness from which special grace delivered you long ago. And yet, Jesus will have great patience with you. He will hear your confession of sin. He will say, I will be thou, I will be thou clean. He will again apply the blood of sprinkling and speak peace to your conscience, to your soul, your spirit, and your mind and remove every spot, and I added a few things. It is a great act of eternal love when Christ once for all absolves the sinner and puts him into the family of God, but what condescending patience there is when the Savior, with much long-suffering, bears the oft-recurring follies of his wayward disciple, which is sad, but the case and true. Day by day, and hour by hour, washing away the multiplied transgressions of his erring but yet beloved child, to dry up a flood of rebellion is something marvelous, but to endure the constant daily dropping of repeated offenses to bear with a perpetual trying of patience. This is divine indeed. Beloved, while we find comfort and peace in our Lord's daily cleansing, its legitimate influence upon us will be to increase our watchfulness and quicken our desire for holiness. Is it so with you? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word, and we praise you and we thank you for allowing us to experience the gift that you gave Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he being dead, yet speaketh. And we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for the comfort and uh, the encouragement and the edification that we have received even tonight. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we go now to the family segment.
what I have dubbed the family verses. And we're now in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And I'm just going to read a few verses tonight. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're not going to make it today, my friends, <coughs> in your might and in your strength. You're going to be blown away, and that's a fact. So put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And the kind of fortitude that you must have now, <coughs> my dear friends, is... Uh, the kind of fortitude that only comes from Jesus Christ. You're, you're not going to make it if you don't have the Lord's strength and his might. In your family, you must understand verse 12. For we wrestle not, that means we do not wrestle in the Greek, against flesh and blood. Don't waste your time fighting flesh and blood. Many of you, that's all. That's what you were raised up doing. That's what you're doing now. That's what's being done in the greatest society. People love, they love to get it, get it on with flesh and blood. Do not waste your time. And let me just say this to the saints of God. If you don't have to go anywhere, don't go. Because there are people who are demon-possessed who are seeking to destroy you. And they don't know you, but they, the devil is sending them uh, to kill people. If you don't have to go anywhere, especially you women folk, uh, they found a beautiful woman. She just got a new job, a paralegal job, and she took off and I don't know what happened but she's dead today and 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 some of you women who think you're men as Dr. T.D. Jake said uh, you need to stop thinking that way because a real man can can mess your life up thinking that you just can go any kind of go anywhere you want to go how you want to go no matter matter what type of time of the day, or out in the street running in the morning time at 5 o'clock in your little tight uh, yoga pants and all that, you don't understand, first of all, you don't understand the impact that has on men and you don't understand what kind of danger you're in. Do not be foolish. But this goes for men and women today. These people will blow your brains out while you are praying the Lord's Prayer and praying for them. Have you seen the video clip? A man was trying to rob another man in a nice neighborhood. I think it was uh, somewhere in Texas, I believe. He had a gun. He was going to shoot the man and kill the man. Guess what happened? Somebody was praying. He shot the gun three, four, five times. Uh, and it jammed every time. Whenever that happens, that's God. So, prayer works. You better be praying. 
and, and stop straying and stop playing and stop being mad at God because you're living in an age where God is chastising and rebuking and purifying his church. And just accept it. That's it. And sit down somewhere. Pray. Read your Bible. There's a lot to do now. You have a lot to do. You can do a lot. You can do a whole lot. So you can start yourself a Christian podcast. Multiple podcasts. Whatever interests you. As long as you glorify God and lift up Jesus. Get your family involved. Stay home. Lock the doors. Make sure you have a good security system. We, we wrestle against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. You husbands, the devil will use your wife to provoke you. I hope you don't have a wife like that. But the devil will use your wife to try to provoke some and keep some mess going. Understand that, uh, no, she should not do that. But understand, the devil is behind it. You got to deal with the source. So, did you pray with her this morning? Did you pray and ask God to cast the devil out of her and to rebuke and bind the devil from her mind? You must, under, you, you must remember Eve, not only Lot's wife, but Adam's wife. She, as, as wonderful and magnificent and beautiful, she, beautiful, I believe she was the most beautiful creature on, that ever was created on earth. I mean, she was fine as wine, my friend. She was something. For, for, for Adam to do what he did, let me tell you. Women, women, beautiful women have been doing that for years, making men lose their mind. Nothing will make a man lose his mind and lose his marbles and do crazy stuff like a fine, fat woman. You can believe that. I don't care what you think about it. But see, remember Adam's wife. She was deceived by the devil. It's a terrible thing when you get deceived. Adam knew, and here's what men do. Remember Adam too. We know, we know, we know exactly what we're doing. See that? That see that? See that? Listen to me. This is the reason why God put the boom down on. Everybody from that time forward. Because, not, not just because she was deceived, but because Adam loved that beautiful, fine woman more than he loved God and hearkened to her instead of to him. Because in Adam's case, as it is in every man's case, it is intentional. You willfully did it for the man. That's why women should not be in leadership over the man in the home. Women should not be in leadership over men in the church. Because they can be deceived. And all of the men in the Bo Peep Club, they know that. Just give them a little time. 
give them a little time. And both people can run right on in. I know you don't like that. And I know some of you men say, I don't, I don't like playing games. Uh, well, okay. I mean, uh, you can call it a game if you want to. But you got to be a certain kind of man to manage a woman and deal with a woman and lead a woman. And keep her with you and following you and so forth and so on. And obeying you. Uh, you call it whatever you want. You better do it. Okay? Uh, but understand, don't let her uh, cause you to think that it's just her. The devil is behind her. The devil is constantly putting mess in your wife's mind. And if you are so foolish acting enough to let your wife work down at the church, work down at the church school, I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care. You need to pull your wife out of that. Pull your wife out. She does not need to be down there. You all have 3.5 children. She needs to be home teaching her own children, which belong to you. And you're the principal. See, I, I, I was the principal of our home school. I was the boss. I was the head nigga in charge. You understand? So, you know, uh, we're not having that. And I, I told my brother, I said, uh, and, and I told my brother, don't let his wife work at that church church they were going to I, I'm not against the church but I know pe I know men in the church and some of them are old dogs and old bo peeps and they they know how to work on a wife and a woman and deceive her you say well preacher uh, uh, are you jealous you can call it what you want. God is jealous. So, uh, you know, I, I've told my wife down through the years not to even, uh, uh, I didn't let her even get into a situation like that. And I have told her, watch so-and-so. I don't care if he was in the church or not. I don't care if he was a bishop or a preacher. It don't mean nothing to me. Because I know how easily that can happen. Okay. See, so get your get your wife home with you, going forward, and you. I don't care if she like it. Or no, is she gonna like it? No, she's not gonna like it. See, that's what I tried to tell you last night. All of that witching and all of that bitching and all of that complaining and whining and fussing and fixing up her face and rolling and the twenty five thousand things they can do with their face and their head. I, I can't even try some of you homosexuals out there. Y'all can do it. I can't do it. Because I'm a real man. Literally, there are women who can make their head while they're talking and their hands on their hips. Uh, they can have their head shift to the left and to the right. Literally. Not turn it. I mean shift back and forth. I can't even do it. And roll their eyes and blow. And that don't mean anything, Sir. I don't care anything about that. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you not to care anything about it. That, well, I don't like to see it. I don't give a flip about her being an angry mad man. That, that she's testing you to see whether or not you're man enough to handle all of what she told you she was. All of that. There's a thousand, ten thousand different things going on in your wife, man. And that's why I tell you husbands, you cannot go on that trip. It is a labyrinth. 
<laughs> what do you call those things? Uh, people get into them. It's a maze. Okay? Huh. You need to focus on God. She needs to follow you as you follow God. You need to be praying. You can't get caught up in the millions of things that's going on inside of a woman, man. There's thousands of things going inside. While you sleep, she's up. Don't fool yourself. She's thinking. Now, if, if, I'm not talking about virtuous women, but we don't have any virtuous women today. I believe the last one died in, in Mrs. Uh, uh, Tony Evans, Mrs. Uh, Lois Evans. I believe she was the last one. That's what I believe. I, I believe God showed her mercy and took her out of this mess we're in today. And I know Dr. Tony Evans wondered why he didn't take me. <laughs> As well. <laughs> what? Uh, I believe she was the last one, I, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so we don't have any virtue. That's why I'm, I'm preaching and teaching the way I am. Because I don't want you to get all bogged down with that. that that's nothing but the devil working through your wife. See? And, 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 and uh, will she come again with that? Yes, that's just the nature of the beast. You stay focused on God. You stay focused on uh, His Word. You say, well, why are women so upset with you and so mad with you? Because I'm telling you this. Because they use all of that storm and that tidal wave and all that coming at you all up in your face. Like Ray Ray wife did in that elevator. Which is dumb. Don't do that. Ray is muscle from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. All muscle. He got muscles in his face. You don't, you're, not sm- you're not a smart girl running up in the face of a man like that. You're not smart. And if I was your daddy, you would have never married him. Because if a man can that quick cold cock you and drag you out of, uh, girl, you know, I would not have been in that wedding. And I don't care if Ray mad at me. I'm not going to get in Ray's face like, uh, myself. You can forget that. Uh-uh, that's That's dumb. Okay, but but all you know, all that don't 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 let that get to you, sir. Deal with it, and you may have to restrain her before she gets hurt. Uh, you know, you I have to restrain her. You know, whatever, do something. Uh, you may have to spank that behind. I don't know. I don't know. Some women, they're they not going to be happy until you uh, spank their behind and have sex with them. I hate to tell you that. That's a, even among some Christians. I, I hate to tell you that. But. Because they never got any spankings when they were growing up. They never got any whippings. Don't get mad at me. That's a reality. And acts uh, 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 Christian uh, gray. There are women who they, they want you to do that, and they, they want to see whether you're going to put a stop to this foolishness that she's doing. And if you don't do it, she's going to try to find somebody who will. His name is Bo, B O, Peep, B E P E, E P. So, I mean, you know. 
uh, you do what you please. If you want to keep on uh, getting into stuff with her and, and, and uh, having arguments and all of that, you worried about having another argument. Uh, there's no arguments in a Christian marriage. Zippo. Zero. What was that movie called now? I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. Nope. Nope. None of that. No argument. See, don't even let her even think that y'all going to have an argument. That, that, there's not going to be any arguments. I'm telling you that I'm going to do what the Lord is telling me to do here. And that's it. And you walk away. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. That's what God wants you to do. Okay? You say, well, uh, uh, how, how can a wife have say? She can have say, but she needs to come the right way. She needs to show reverence and respect for her husband. If my wife has a different idea or a, another idea that she thinks might work better, she has to approach me like this. Excuse me, Daddy. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, in fact, she has to say, uh, Excuse me, please, Daddy. If I don't hear those words, and you're not, and you coming all angrily, and you got a bad attitude, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dealing with you. I'm not going to respond to that. This is my household. As for me and my house, we're going to share the law. Up in here. See? And it's just a matter of order. And like Dr. T.D. Jake said, we got these angry, bitter, mean, strong, ferocious women out here today thinking they can just bogart their way. Not with me. Oh, I can tame you real quick. I don't have a problem with you. Uh -uh. Okay? Because it's two things you need to understand, and I'm going to leave you alone, husbands. God's authority, authority, Jesus' authority, and the authority they gave you. That's number one. And you need to understand that deep down in your wife, she is hardwired. To help you and to serve you. And she wants to serve a man. She wants to satisfy a man. She wants to be everything a man needs. And she showed you some of that before you got married. You went into the uh, kitchen to get your plate fixed. She slapped your hand and said, I got, yeah, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I, I, I don't, you know, how, many, how many of you men had that happen to you? I've had that happen to me several times with different women. I get it. Some women already, I'm sad to say, some women were already married to other people. In the dining room, in, 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 the, in the fellowship hall, I go in and get my plate or something. Uh, uh, Pastor, you get out here. I'll fix your plate. And my wife right over there. You know, I'll fix your plate. What do you want? I was, I was visiting a church one time. I preached. I preached on the the judge, the the great white throne judgment. Man, it was hot and heavy up in there. They had food on the ground in the fellowship hall. 
and and there was a woman there who was very voluptuous, and she wanted to fix my plate and just follow me around. What can I get you? What can I get you? I mean, she was very voluptuous with a tight skirt on. I said, ma'am, you can't get me anything, so let me get out of here. And just everywhere I went, it was bouncing around. I, was, I, I couldn't. I said, no, man, uh, <laughs> you're going to be at the, the great white throne judgment, girl. You get away from me. And uh, and they would just want to serve. They want to serve until they get married, and then they, you know, after the honeymoon's on, now they don't want to serve anymore. They want they want you to serve them. Ah ah ah! No no, ma'am, that's not happening. They don't want to cook anymore. Got an attitude about it. Don't want to clean and all of that. No no, you gonna work. And see, if you got a wife who does that to you, you put her to work. A wife is not going to be happy. Listen to me. A wife is not going to be happy unless she's fulfilling her role. That's a fact. She needs to do her job. You let her get out of God's will and out of your home and all of that, you're going to have worlds of problems. I'm going to leave it there. We'll pick up reading tomorrow. At verse 14, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live. Let's pray for others. Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight for the salvation of families that don't know you. We pray for the revival of families that do. Help them all to make a beeline to your holy word, the commandments of the family for each person in the family so that the family will work because you're the one who created the family we didn't we we did not create it and uh, holy father god we also pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved for the healing of the sick and for the comfort of the grieving and mourning around the world we pray for all people who name the name of christ Please forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. Forgive us of our sins and help us to repent. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, we also pray for all uh, ministers in the government, government ministers uh, from the President of the United States to all other leaders of other countries down to the police officers around the world uh, we pray your protection and blessings upon them. We pray for the salvation of the lost. I thank you for them. And I pray uh, that uh, you would revive those who are saved, cast the devil out of people who have that problem in these uh, um, different categories. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, 
We pray that you would protect all of the people who are being persecuted and killed in Nigeria and other places around the world for their faith in you. Uh, grant them your grace in their trying hours and even in their dying hours according to your will. And do the same for us as well for our day. No doubt is coming. And so, Holy Father God, help us to stand strong and firm for you. And Lord, we also pray for, yes, the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues. But, Lord, we also pray uh, for individuals, as we have done for 800 services we do tonight in the uh, uh, service 801. And so, Lord, we pray for the family and friends of New York resident uh, Trinity Bandit. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Germany resident Stefan Strubel. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Virginia resident Roger Lee Witcher. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York resident Agon Amiga. And we pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Marie Delinda Martinez. And Holy Father God, we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over the prayer requests that have come in recently, but we pray still for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And Lord, we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life. Financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And uh, we pray that you would protect them from the plagues that surround us. And Holy Father God, we also pray for these in that same way. And we pray for them by name. And we pray uh, for their specific needs. <clears throat> Lord, we pray with and for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful Sunday service. Thank you for the soul saved and people healed and delivered. Please save and comfort the families of Tabitha, Okiti, and Pastor Donald's father. Please supply for the children's, the orphan children's school fees as they return to school. Thank you, Lord, for Melanie's successful surgeries. Please provide her with contact lenses. Thank you for blessing the women's seminar. Please bless them as they fast and pray for an end to the coronavirus economic hardships and revival around the world. We pray for Isaac. Please bless the missionaries the water well project and church building project, the medical camp and ministries to school children and widows. Bless the children's home and orphanage centers uh, for the orphans and disabled children. God help them. Bless the three-day pastor's crusade and we pray that you would protect them all from the coronavirus plague and bless them with 1,000 Bibles and bless all of the children, uh, pastors and evangelists 
church construction programs, educational programs, evangelistic uh, outreaches, medical programs, TV, radio, film, media, ministries, bicycles, motorcycles for the pastors, uh, leprosy center, Bible college, students in relief and disaster aid programs with the sponsors they need. We pray, Lord, for Tammy. Please help her to receive child support and car accident settlement. Please save Jonathan and the other woman. Help him to call Tammy. And Lord God in heaven, we pray for the people who have gotten saved by hearing the preaching of the gospel uh, in the thousands. And now we pray for them and for a few uh, with us tonight. Angela, names with us tonight. Angela, Tibello, Elder, Mode, Yvonne. And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. Yvette, Jeanette, Pina, Vara, and Penny. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend, if you're with us tonight and you are not saved, you're not born again, if you were to die today, where would you go? Heaven or hell? If you're not sure, or if you know for sure you won't go to, to heaven, but you'll go to hell, Jesus Christ says to you, the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the simple message of Jesus Christ. Right now, you're on your way to a devil's hell that Jesus said, the fire shall never be quenched. The pain and the torment will go on forever and forever for your sins. For the Bible says we are all sinners. And the wages of sin, the payment of sin, is death. And we're all going to die because of our sins. The Bible says after death comes the judgment. And you need to understand that God, if he allows you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, which I think is wonderful, uh, he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity if you do not do what Jesus Christ has told the world to do. It's up to you. God is not going to make you. But Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and he will save your soul from that awful place called hell and give you a home in heaven. If you're willing to 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Pray the sinner's prayer with me. Repeat it after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Pray and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer and let this be your night that you got the assurance from God that when you die, you would go to heaven and not to hell. Holy Father God, repeat after me. I admit that I have sinned against you and that I have broken your Ten Commandments. For I have lied before. I've stolen things before. I've lusted in my heart before and coveted in my heart before. And many other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul from hell. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know that you got saved. Email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and read my book, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. God bless you. Until next time.